The joyful chaos of Christmas is, for some, already fading into memory. And for some, it is hurried along. I came home from the 9 a.m. Christmas Day Mass, and one household just up the street, my street, had already tossed their tree out by the curb by 11 a.m. I found that sad because our faith tradition, in a countercultural kind of way, gives us the opportunity to pause and remain amid the joy-filled mysteries of Christmas for two weeks. And we still have a week to go. And each day the Mass readings help us more deeply explore the birth of Jesus and its implications for us in the world. Today, for example, is the eighth day in the octave of Christmas. And the octave of Christmas is that period in which each day is treated as if it were Christmas Day. Today is also another commemoration. Every year on January 1st, beginning in 1967, the Holy Father marks this day, the World Day of Peace, with a special message inviting all people to reflect on the important work of building peace. And this morning we find Mary immersed in her own reflections. The shepherds come with exuberant amazement. The scripture doesn't tell us, but I picture them settling in around the baby in silent adoration as they gazed at this infant like no other, possibly with a few muffled oohs and ahs. Then caught up in the miracle, they just had to run out and shout the good news, only to return and then go out again and repeat their evangelism, for that is really what it was. Mary never says a word just ponders the events in her heart, we are told. What did she ponder? We can only imagine. On this solemnity of Mary, the mother of God, we ponder God breaking into the universe and becoming human through the womb of our blessed mother. But Mary, you moms in our gathering may have the best insights. Was she thinking, look, the perfect baby. He's got all of his fingers and toes and they work. And would you look at that head of hair? That all the usual stuff that moms experience. But there's more, of course. There was the appearance of the angel Gabriel nine months earlier. The first time she felt her baby move within her and how he prompted his cousin John the Baptist to leap for joy while they were still both in their mother's wombs. Not to mention all these smelly shepherds showing up and saying incomprehensible things, and on and on. All the things that made her pregnancy and childbirth experience unlike any that have happened before or since. In the words of the song, Mary, did you know? 
Did she know that every time she kissed her baby boy, she kissed the face of God? She did. But knowing and understanding are completely different. Yes, she had a lot to ponder. I don't know about you, but a thought that often arises me for, for me this time of year, given my background in health sciences, is what did Jesus' DNA look like? DNA is that amazing chemical chain of proteins and sugars and fats or lipids that God built into each one of us to make us unique. My DNA was contributed in equal shares by my mom and my dad. Jesus, half of his DNA was contributed by his mom, Mary, and half from his dad, God. Half and half, and yet Jesus was fully man and fully divine, something I will never wrap my brain around completely. But I take comfort in that. Since do I really want a God that I can fully understand? No. I want a God that's incomprehensible beyond anything that I can imagine. DNA and genetics. Sometimes it's easy for us to understand. I have blue eyes. So did my dad. I have that distinguished high forehead signifying intelligence like so many other brothers out here, just like my dad. But St. Paul, in our first reading from the Apostles' letter to Galatians, speaks of a different kind of genetics, for he reminds us Jesus sent his spirit so our hearts cry out, Abba, Father. We are God's children with God's spiritual DNA, not just eye color or hair distribution or amount of hair. No, the characteristics we inherit from God are the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. As St. Paul himself writes, later in the same book, in chapter 5. What would the world be like if all Christians activated the gifts we receive from the Holy Spirit and produced the fruit God promised us? What if we all prayed for world peace and justice and lived that prayer in our own lives? Let's take another lesson from our Blessed Mother and ponder that in our hearts as we slowly and methodically and intentionally make our way through the rest of this Christmas season, that time when we recall yet again how much God loves us. Let's be like those shepherds so long ago, stunned, by awe and wonder, but compelled and propelled to spread the good news.